This is episode 12 of season 3 of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, we'll be talking trail running with the hosts of Trail Runner Nation. Our scavenger hunt list for this week is running shoes, a school bus, a church, cold weather gear, and a pumpkin. <laughs> Hi, I'm Megan. I'm Sue. And I'm Katie. And this is season three of Runner Girls, three women brought together by a love of running who are training to run a 5K in 30 minutes or less. Uh, some of us are running 5Ks now and then. I don't know if any of us are getting close to 30. Well, Megan, you, you got pretty close, but you haven't been running races recently. Tell me you got some coming up soon. Um, two. The last, the first weekend of November, I'll do one on a Friday night, November 1st, and another one Sunday morning, the 3rd. Great. I can't wait to hear about those because I know you were talking about how you were in that 30-minute range now, so very exciting. And you've been doing that (laughs) speed work with your uh, kids, chasing your kids around the field, right? (laughs) Yes. And then um, track practice, our first day is October 22nd. Awesome. So I'll have had about a week or so of track practice, too. Great. And how's everything going at home? Good. Good. Luna's still behaving or misbehaving? Yeah, she's being a puppy still. (laughs) Except now she's taller and can get into more things than when she was little. (laughs) Yeah, she's learned how to jump off the bed. So before we could keep her on the bed, Mm -hmm. and that was kind of like her safe zone. We knew she couldn't get into anything if she was on the bed because she couldn't jump off. Well, now she jumps off. So, no. we can't just put her on the bed anymore and know everything is safe well, and how are you doing Katie you, uh, you're starting your mock trials again at school yes we've started mock trial and the kids are really really into it this year which is exciting to see there's one kid who is determined he's going to impeach every witness that gets up there. <laughs> <laughs> so he's standing up every time yelling Objection, Your Honor! Objection, Your Honor! <laughs> um, but it's it's really exciting, and our case will be released on the 31st. So everyone's hoping for a criminal trial this year as opposed to a civil, civil trial. Last year's case was about bed bugs, so not as exciting as someone dying. <laughs> Is this like a national thing? An organization releases it and all the people who do mock trials, or does your school come up with it? It's actually a national competition. Um, They break it down first by regionals, and then if you place in the top three of your regional competition, you advance to the state competition, and then the winner of each state competition goes on to compete in a national competition. So every school that has a mock trial team will be coming up with arguments and attorneys and witnesses, all that good stuff for the same case. That's so cool. I know. I was just saying to Katie, like, earlier, like, we never did anything like that in school. And now I hear, like, you get to have, like, competitions. Who decides? And and how do they decide which mock trial wins? Well, and that's what a lot of the new kids don't really understand. They think that, you know, at the end they're going to rule and either find you guilty or not guilty or, you know, the insurance company responsible, whatever, depending on the case. But it's actually judged, um, you accue a certain number of points, accrue a certain number of points, by how well you construct your arguments for the case, um, how well you follow the rules of the trial in the courtroom, whether or not your objections make sense, how well your witness knows their testimony and their affidavit, 
And then, of course, how convincing your opening and closing statements are. So you're kind of judged against the baseline. They bring in local attorneys for the regional competition that actually work on the score sheets. And then you have local judges that preside over the courtroom. So, I mean, it's all very official and, um, you know, people who are very knowledgeable in the subject area are the ones that are doing the scoring. So it gives the kids not only an opportunity to go up there and test out maybe a profession that they're interested in, but also to network and meet a lot of the people who work in that profession in their area. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, it's really interesting. I love it. I did it when I was in high school, and um, when I got hired on, they were like, great, so you'll be a mock trial coach. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, I guess I will be. It's a lot more work in addition to your regular work. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, we thankfully, we have two really good attorney coaches that work with our kids as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you still got to put in the time to to practice with them at least once a week. It'll be twice a week once our case is released. Getting all the logistics worked out of traveling to and from the courthouse, paperwork, field trip permission slips, food, money, all that good stuff. (laughs) Wow. That's exciting. It is. It's really exciting, especially to see it all kind of come to fruition in February when the regional competition is. Great. I can't wait to hear how that goes for you. Um, Hoping that your your kids get to the States and whatnot. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Very exciting. All right, well, this week uh, I've had quite a bit going on, actually. I, uh, uh, well, as I mentioned um, last episode, I've been working on getting the, the whole bakery thing going and uh, finally signed the lease for the space that I'm going to be renting and, and having the bakery, and that was very exciting. I spent all day today painting with help, of course, not by myself. And now I'm getting a little scared and overwhelmed at the prospect of just how much I have to do to get things going. It's probably going to be like another month and a half before I get to open because I have to apply for a food service license and get all the proper equipment and get inspected and approved and all that. So I'm pretty much in over my head (laughs) right now. Um, But it's exciting and it's going to be mine and it's going to be awesome. So that's one thing that's been going on. I've also um, took the kids to the apple orchard this past weekend, which was great. We like to go at least once every fall. And I made this stupid mistake of giving the bags to the kids and letting them pick the apples. (laughs) And now Uh we have like two big full bags of apples and nobody's eating them. (laughs) (laughs) Plus three huge pumpkins. And uh, so I I guess I, I... got to sit down and make a pie but I have no idea when I'm going to do that because I also agreed to make a um, custom birthday cake for a friend this week and um, edit the show (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and go to work too I still have to do that so (laughs) I'm running out of time to do all the things that I need to do around the house but it's good I did do a little bit of running which I guess I can talk about now's a good time to talk about running I actually got to run a 5K this past weekend, and I haven't run in like two and a half, three weeks leading up to the 5K. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to do the 5K or a one-mile run. The only reason why, well, I, I only had two reasons why I actually was thinking about doing a race at all, because I hadn't been running and hadn't really 
wanted to race. Number one was that I still want to try to get a race in every month. And number two is that my cousin KC wanted to run a race with me, which I was super excited about. I probably mentioned it a few times on the show because I was so excited about it. But this is a um, cousin that I haven't seen since I was a kid. And like, he's like reaching out to me and like wanting to hang out. And I'm so excited to have like, oh yeah, here's like more family that I forgot I had pretty much. So we met uh, at the race, and I found out that this was actually his first 5K. And he's oh. only been running about a month and a half, and he's just recently started working out and getting in shape, and apparently um, was inspired by me to do that. And I, I was kind of shocked. Like, he kept saying, like, posting stuff on Facebook, like, oh, you're such an inspiration, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. That's such a nice thing to say. <laughs> but when I saw him there and talked to him like he genuinely means it and I'm like I barely know you (laughs) Um, so that that was like really really sweet so I ended up doing the 5k because the mile walk was just a walk and I don't mean just a walk um, but it was a walk and it wasn't timed and um, you know if it's timed does it really count as a race if it's not timed so Mm. Um, I was thinking no. <laughs> Casey was trying to talk me into doing the mile, but I'm like, no, because then I'll I'll want to run it, and then I'll feel stupid when everybody else is walking and this <laughs> pregnant woman is out there trying to run. <laughs> right. So, um, so I did the 5K, and I was thinking, you know what, if I come in under 45 minutes, that would be great, but I really had no expectations because I hadn't been running and had no idea how the cramps would hold up. I was, um, my legs were really stiff at the beginning, but I was pleasantly surprised how much of the race I was able to run. And it was on such a gorgeous road. I mean, it was out and back. There wasn't any twists or turns or anything, but there was horses. (laughs) And that made me think of you, Katie, and your race with the horses. And I did kind of just, you know, stop to look at the horses and enjoy Uh that. (laughs) It was really nice. Um, And it was a beautiful, sunny day, and there was this pond with the sunlight sparkling on the top of the pond and it was just it was so nice it really was and because it wasn't out and back my cousin who took off ahead of me (laughs) on the way on his way back like reached out and high-fived me so I got to like see him on my way out to the turnaround point and that was really cool I hadn't experienced that before in a race so it it went very well I finished in uh, 42 minutes and 42 seconds Uh, according to my GPS. I haven't been able to find the race results online, but I was pretty happy with that time. I mean, I I didn't really care about the time per se, but I was happy that I was able to do it in under 45 because I thought 45 was a generous (laughs) estimate at that point. So I I was happy with the race, and then we came back and um, we're waiting to hear about the awards and the results. And um, Casey was talking to this woman who looked really familiar to me and she was talking about how much she hated running and I was like oh you hate running and she's like oh yeah it's terrible like I only wanted to come out and do this in support of this cause Um, the race was actually in memory of uh, a teacher from that town who was killed in a car accident earlier this year her name was Amy Harris and a lot of people were pretty shook up about it and 
um, she worked she was a special ed teacher and worked with autistic children and the um, race was in support of autism and the Special Olympics so um, yeah <laughs> so I was really uh, glad that I chose that one over another race because it was a different race that I was originally planning on doing that was more like a family activity type race you know lots of stuff going on for the kids but but I'm glad I went with the smaller race well anyway this this woman was talking to KC about how much she hated running and I looked at her and I'm like are you a teacher and she said yeah I am and I'm like I know you you are my son's teacher and it turns out it was his like sixth grade math teacher so we chatted for a little bit and then later on I'm looking at the um they didn't have the race results with the times and everything but they had placed the the tags from the um, bibs in order of like who who finished first and who finished last so that they could hand out the proper awards and mm -hmm. I looked I was looking for um, my name and Casey's name and of course I saw her name on there she finished in 11th place oh wow <laughs> and that ticked me off because I'm like for her to go <laughs> on and on about how much she hates running and to be like such an awesome runner I'm like oh screw you <laughs> you know I like running damn it and I want to be good <laughs> but anyway I didn't say that to her <laughs> But anyway, it, it went really well. I actually won a road ID gift card at the race, and I ended up giving it to Casey because I'm like, oh, I have my road ID already. Mm -hmm. But it, it went well, and I was I was happy to do that. And I don't know what I'm going to do about a November race <laughs> because I'm due November 10th, and I'm certainly not running the week before I'm due. So if anything, I'm hoping I'll be up to running a race by the end of the month, but we'll see. Um, you could do a turkey trot on the 28th. Yes, yes, I could. I'll have to see what there is for turkey trots around here. Uh, assuming that by then I will have delivered the baby and will be recovered enough to run. <laughs> but if any, if nothing else, I can walk it maybe, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I'll think about that. So, Megan, how about you? Have you been uh, running this week, chasing your students again? No, not really. <laughs> They were good on Saturday. They much improved. I think it was getting back in the groove and it being game two. But after talking to our trail runner guys, I'm definitely going to be running. They tempted me with the you. It's good practice to run after a long day. Right. We're still early in the show right now, but for, for those listening, we actually recorded our interview earlier. <laughs> so you'll hear it later, but we already recorded it. Yes, sorry for the confusion. <laughs> so, no runs this week? No, but there will be a run this week. And that is a will. Okay. I'm telling myself that. Okay. Not so much you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, and so you're training for your half marathon? Yes, yes. Okay. And my run, at least this week, will be five miles because that puts me pretty good for getting on track for long runs. Mm-hmm. So if I at least just do my long runs, I'll be in much better shape than if I did no runs. Yes. <laughs> but maybe if I tell myself, as long as I get one run in a week, it'll be good, and then I won't be overwhelmed thinking about all the runs I have to do. Right. Yeah, just take it one run at a time. Yes. Okay. And Katie, how about you? You've been pretty busy this week. Have you been able to get any runs in? Unfortunately not. Um, of course, I was out of town again this weekend. Shocking, I know. Mm -hmm. And going out of town again this weekend. So I am hoping that the weather clears up a little bit 
in the next couple of days, and maybe I can get out there and get some miles in. It has been cold, actually, and Sue, you're probably going to laugh, but like 66 degrees? Come on. Um, jealous. Wait, that's your cold run? That's... Yeah, for right now. Oh, <laughs> Katie. <laughs> it's been cold and rainy, just like rain all day long. Yeah, no, it's not fun to to run in cold, rainy weather, but but 66? <laughs> Sorry. It's really cold. No, no, because I've been out... Well, my run, like... I'm sorry. My race that I just did, it was like in the 50s to start, which is fine. That's that's good running weather for me. Um for me. But then like towards the end, it, I was getting really really warm. And granted, I'm huge now. Um <laughs> but at the end, I was getting really really warm and I when I finished, I checked the weather and it was only 61. <laughs> so I don't know how you could think the 66 is cold, but of course, like I said, I'm biased right now probably. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm, like I said, I, I think the rain is what's really yes the downer. You know, I could always put on pants or a long sleeve shirt or something like that, but the rain is no bueno. And then, like I said, just kind of running back and forth for the past couple of weekends have been exhausting because then when I get back, I'm trying to play catch up and get everything ready for the week, and then school starts and it's craziness again. So. um this will be the last weekend I'm out of town until the 22nd, I think, is when I go out of town again. This weekend, I've got my grandmother's surprise 80th birthday party coming up. So um, I will be taking my running shoes with me and hoping to get in another nice run at home in Kentucky. So Because I love doing that. And that's motivation in itself is to get out and enjoy the fall sights and sounds and run past the petting zoo with the goats and chickens and horses. (laughs) (laughs) So I I am hoping definitely to get miles in this week. Oh, that'll be nice. Ever since um, that, that race last weekend where I ran and saw the horses, I'm just like, Oh, it would be nice to see animals more often when I run. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that sounds nice. All right. Well, I think that's it for our running for this past week. Up next, we have our interview with the guys from Guys and Girl from Trail Runner Nation. That would be Dawn, Scott, and Faith, and you will hear from them shortly. And uh, because Katie is joining us a little later, she had a mock trial thing going on earlier today. It's just me and Megan for this interview, but stay tuned because Katie will be back right after the interview. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tonight we are joined by the hosts of Trail Runner Nation. Don Freeman, Scott War, and Faith Goss create podcasts to serve the community with trail running knowledge and advice from some notable sources. They offer tips and discussion regarding race nutrition, pacing strategy, mental focus, and much more from well-respected members of the trail community. So just to start off at the beginning, guys, how did you all get into running? Don. Well, no, you you got to start first because you've been running the longest. Oh well, yeah, because I'm the oldest, right? <laughs> well, well, heck, you know, you, you you've got to do something with your time. And as, <laughs> as as you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you start to wonder who this person is in front of you, you've got to create some kind of activity. And so for me, it's it was running, and I went out there and started running and thought, you know what? I have just done something remarkable. I've just run three miles, and and I thought that was that was pretty good. 
And then I made it up to 11 miles. My knee was swollen, and I thought, well, it's just too far. That's the reason my knee's swollen. And so that's really kind of how it started. It was uh, a slow build, and then you bump into some crazies, and the next thing you know, you're kind of hooked, hooked on the program. So that's what happened to me. How about you guys? Go ahead, Faith. Go ahead. Um, I, I feel like I've told this story on the podcast, so I hope I'm not repeating myself. But First of all, how long? How long have I been running? She's, yeah. a, she's a young, young lady. I'm fresh. I'm like two years in. Yeah. Not, yeah, just wow. she's a newbie. She's yeah. a newbie. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't mean young to running. I mean she's just youthful. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the expensive creams I use. Oh. <laughs> so you only started running at all two years ago? Yeah, yeah. I never run more than three miles um, up until about two years ago. I was studying for my um, my RN license, and I was psychotic. I'm still psychotic. Mm-hmm. I don't like to go far from home when I'm stressed out. So I figured I needed some form of exercise, and so I decided to just lace up an old pair of dog park running shoes and went Is out. Is that a new brand? Dog, dog park. Dog park. I'm gonna I Google have, that. I'm gonna they're Google. scratch and sniff too. Uh, <laughs> ooh, that's not a good smell. Yeah, no. <laughs> but but Faith is an athlete because you swam and and yeah, did, I swam uh, competitively in college, and I mean I played water polo, polo in college, yeah. and um, I've always been an athlete, but I always hated running. Running was always punishment. Um, yeah, so then I just decided to punish myself and run on the road for a little bit, and it was fun, and kind of took off from there. How about you, Scott War? What got you into this crazy thing? <laughs> you know, mine mine was, um, I, I would say is a dare, but it's not a dare. Mine was a, a, a bucket list. When I was 21, I'm sitting there post-high school, pre-college, and I'm thinking... Wait a second. Post high school, so it took you to 21 years old to get out of high school. I'm a little slow. Yeah, Wyoming, right? I, I, I took it. I took a two-year hiatus and went over to uh, right. South Korea. Lived in Korea for a couple okay. of years. All right. But um, so I'm getting ready to start college. My, set, my actually, I had done a year of college too. So anyway, and I sat down and made a list of things I wanted to do before I died. And one of those things was I wanted to run a marathon. I too, like Faith, hated running. Hated it. I was a football player, and we were punished in football by our coach saying, okay, time for you guys to run, and I hated it. Um, but I, I said, you know what, a marathon? Yeah, I could go run a marathon, and that's how I got started. Um, the interesting story, and it's a longer story that I won't bore you with, but I still have yet to run a marathon. <laughs> four, high five, me neither. I, 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 even though that was one of my goals um, because I uh, – it's a long story, but I've run many ultra marathons, but I still have not run the 26.2 mile marathon. Hmm. Yep. Well, that may be something that a lot of us have in common. <laughs> of course, we haven't run ultras, me or Megan, but you never know. <laughs> You're on your way. You're yeah, on your people way. People always ask me like, oh yeah, like what's your marathon PR? And I'm like, what's a marathon? <laughs> road? How far is that? I forget. <laughs> so if you guys started out on the road, what made you switch to running on the trails? One word. Ouch. <laughs> I, I really didn't know about the trails when I started out. You know, running to me meant, uh, you know, buying some ASICs and getting out on the road and do what I saw other people do, which is run up and down, run up and down the street. But I'll tell you what I never did. I never stood at a crosswalk waiting for the light. And, and run in place. I never ran in place because <laughs> I didn't think that was just, you just don't run in place. That is kind of gay. Well, <laughs> Scott, Scott, easy. Sorry. That's you what I do. I'm, I'm probably the only one here. I, I never ran on the road other than, you know, a training run here and there. I, I Most of my training runs and all of my races have been on the trail. Mm. Mm. Dude, a purist. I'm a purist. Yeah, I like it. 
I just I got into trails because yeah, it definitely hurt my knees running on the road. But um, there was a local Fleet Feet group that met at a, a middle school um, in the area, and I was getting so bored running alone on the road, and so I was like, oh, that'd be cool to run with people, and that's how I got into trail running. Is just a local Fleet Feet store was doing a free run on a Tuesday night, and they do it consistently, and and it was on trail. It was on trail, yep, and uh, that's how I got conned into actually doing my first race, too. <laughs> conned, an interesting choice of words, Faith. Well, because it happened so quickly. I'd only been running for like two weeks, and they're like, oh, you should sign up for a 25-mile run, and I was like, okay, that sounds like a good idea. It was on my 25th birthday, and I was like, okay, what a good way to celebrate. How, sure. much, how far do you run before then? Uh, three miles. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is school stair-stepping to, to the next race. Three miles, 25 miles. Yeah. That, that we, we're like learning more idea. and more every time we talk to Faith. <laughs> That's crazy because I have trails near my house. Not not big ones, but short, like maybe two miles worth of trails. And I go up there a couple times. Every once in a while, I figure I'll try the trail instead of the road. And it's so much harder to me. So I can't imagine that you would you would switch to that and like instantly prefer it. I think I preferred it mentally, and we always talk about how mind over matter. <laughs> yeah. It just mentally was like so much happier, and it was the, easier. The, the trail is much harder. I remember trying to we we in the past we've tried to put some numbers to that. Like an eight thirty pace on the road is equivalent to a ten minute, you know, trail pace, and it really depends on your elevation and your climbing and and all of those things that happens on the trail, but. I've gone out and run with road people and introduced them to the trail, and they say, well, what pace are we going to run? You know, 10-minute average pace or something like that. And, and they kind of like, go, Psh. Yeah, yeah, should, yeah I, right. should, I even, should I even bring my tennis shoes for this one or my running shoes? Maybe I'll just show up my work clothes. <laughs> and, and, then, and then you get them out there, and they're like, dang, how fast are we going? You know, there's hill stuff, and you know, you got to pick your place where you're going to put your foot. It's different. Yeah. So, Faith, you kind of already went over this, but I'm um, curious about the guys. What motivated you guys to begin running the ultra marathons? You know what? I, I'd like to answer that for Don. <laughs> Thanks. And I'll answer it for Scott. <laughs> okay. Because I know Don. Don and I are, are, are running buddies. I can tell you the reason, the, the, the exact time and the exact motivator that got him into running his first 50-mile race. And that was uh, the American River 50, which is a local 50-mile um, uh, race here. It's one of the, the nation's largest and oldest. And he had a friend. We both have a friend that um, they were trying to get him. He was trying to get Don to run this thing. And Don was saying, no way. It can't be done. A, a human being cannot run 50 miles. <laughs> Embellishment. <laughs> you know, do I get the choice, the chance no, to, no, to break no, in? No, and, no you okay. can't. All right. no, this is the story that I was told. I will live by your words. Go ahead. And, and he's just saying, no, 50 miles, that's too far for a human to run. You can't, it's, it can't be done. And, and, and then our friend said, well, you know, there's a finisher's jacket. If you finish the race, you get a jacket. And as soon as Don heard there was a finisher's jacket, he signed up. I was in. You know, I, I was in because it's not like you needed another jacket, right? I mean, we're in California. It doesn't even get cold around here. <laughs> but the fact that you could actually get a jacket. I had run a marathon, and my, I couldn't even get over the curb on my last step. <laughs> it's like, I can't climb that. Let's just, just go around it somehow. You look at it. You assess it. Well, how it, much effort is it worth? Not, not worth it. And, and there was paint on the curb, which increased the height. <laughs> So I said, no chance can I go another 24 miles. There's no way. But the jacket was a draw. You're right. Mm -hmm. That was the motivator, wasn't it? It was, and, and it, it was worth it, too. I've worn it before. Don, why don't you tell Scott's story? <laughs> he doesn't know, probably. 
Well, well, Scott was training for a marathon. It was on his bucket list, as we heard yep. earlier. And then he was getting ready for this marathon, and he tragically strained his ankle. It just he rolled it. It was swollen. It. it I might embellish. He had to spend months and months with it in a cast, <laughs> pinned, uh, and and had a had an amp, had amputated. Don't let facts get in the way of a good story. And and had a donor from uh, from from a foreign foreign land. He's a phantom limb foot. that's running all this. That's time. right. So, with that said, it's, a, it's actually a blade. With that said. Um, he uh, missed his marathon, but then on the calendar coming up, because he was in shape, had his ankle re- recovered and healed, there was on the calendar way to cool, which is a 50, a 50K. And off he went and fell in love with the trail ever since. He's a backpacker, so it was naturally a, a place for him to feel at home and, and never looked back. Mm. How's that, Scott? That was well done. Thanks. I've heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> Five or six times. And you didn't even know it. You told us about how you began running ultra marathons. So, how did your first one go? Better yet, how the second one go? <laughs> I'll answer the second. Scott, the second one. You guys you should, go first. Scott, you should go and tell us about Way to Cool since we just. You know, yeah. So, so the the first race that I ever did was a 50k. That I mean, I had never run a, a 5k, 10k marathon. I hadn't half. Mar- I had never run any race in t- at all until I did uh, this 50k. And um, I was lucky enough that I had a friend that, that we were training the whole time with. And I'm trying to think if it was his, was it his first 50K? I think it was. It was his first 50K. He'd, he'd run many, many marathons, but we had trained together. And uh, we went out there and uh, ran. My, my expectation was is we're going to run the entire thing together. And after about five miles, he took off. And I'm going, okay, wait a minute. I'm on my own now. Now there's lots of racers and, and people on the on the trail, but uh, you know I just had no idea what to expect. Um, luckily, the race was in a local area where I was familiar with most of the trail. Probably sixty to seventy percent of the trail I'd run before, so it was a, a familiar trail. But uh, it was actually really good. And you, you probably had this. I'll, I'll even roundtable it to to you, Sue and Megan. It was the only race. I, let me rephrase that. It was one of two races where as I was coming into the finish line, all of a sudden I started bawling. Oh, you're so you know, cute. not, not, not that's cute. Scott. I mean, people didn't notice I was bawling, but as I was coming in probably the last quarter mile, I had no idea what came over me, but I started crying emotions. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I'm really not, I didn't push it to the, to the max limit. You know, I still had a little bit left in the tank, but it was hard. And, and as I finished, I, I, I remember bawling. Mm. So that's how my first race went. Mm. How about yours, Faith? <laughs> uh, my first race, I was um, what I thought at the time I was going to be gravely disabled for the rest of my life. Mm. <laughs> I, it, that was your expectations <laughs> yeah, going in? Yeah, I was like, this is it. I'm going to die out here. That, I was, that was your thought before or after? Uh, oh, actually, that was my second race, so that's not true. Um, no, first ultra. My first Okay, yes, yes, that was my first ultra. Okay, yes, so that so it is remains true. I thought I was going to be gravely disabled after the race because – I think I was around 25 miles and I had never had IT band problems before Uh-oh. and uh, I had a, you know, the stereotypical textbook ice pick to the side of the knee experience Ooh. and I was like, what the heck is that? Like, oh my God, I've shattered my leg. I didn't even <laughs> fall, but something is shattered and I was like, I'm up on this mountaintop. How am I going to get down? And I thought I was going to have to call for a helicopter. This was it. I was just going to die out there and it was... um. It was a crazy experience, but obviously I got down and I'm, I've lived to tell the story today and I'm not gravely disabled. You finished? <laughs> I finished. 
Which what race was this? Woodside. Ah, yeah, that's a lot of climbing out there. Mm-hmm. Woodside's a tough course. Mm-hmm. So my first race, uh, it ultra. went it, ultra. Well, it went per- went pretty well because I was intimidated at the diff- distance. I I planned. I I was conservative. We even thought about walking parts just to save our bodies. We drank right and ate right. Did everything that you're supposed to do. So it, it came out kind of as planned. The second year when I revisited that race, and that's why I'm gonna, I, I'd like to really talk about the second <laughs> it's race. It's a better story. Well, yeah, because there is a story. I came in thinking that, you know, the sophomore jinx, you know, one of those things. I come in thinking that I, I've got this sport figured out. I mean, you know, I, I can really throw caution to the wind because nothing really bad happened to me last time, and uh, I could probably power through. And besides, I'm a year stronger, right? <laughs> so off I go and, and just start running, disregarding heart rate, disregarding, I mean, perceived effort. You know, I've got adrenaline flowing. This is my day, my world. This is going to be the greatest thing that ever happened. And uh, I get to mile 19 and out of 50, and I end up with the worst cramps in my quadriceps. I couldn't even, I had to shuffle <laughs> my feet down hills, kicking up more dust. I laid on the ground at mile 31. I still have that picture. I have salt all over me, and I was, I was done. I said, I can't go anymore. But the friend that I was running with takes off, and he goes, okay, I'll see you at the finish. And I go, no, he's not going to see me. He, I'm not going that route. So off I go, scuffing my feet the whole way, just, just clearing the trail for, for next year's event. And uh, that was my second trail year. Trail maintenance. Trail maintenance. <laughs> that was awful. I still remember that. That's awesome. I've had worse since, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's the interesting thing as you were as you were talking about that. The the interesting thing about uh, ultra running is that moment where you think that you have it figured out is when the trail gods curse you. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, I had that experience last fall where I you know I thought you know I'd, I'd run a hundred miles. I've done many fifty miles, a bunch of fifty k's. And it was just a 50-miler I was using for a qualifier uh, for Western States. And There's your first mistake. You said just. And it you hear that? kicked <laughs> my butt. Yeah. Do you guys say butt on your podcast? Yes. We, <laughs> we, say, we say much worse than that. You do? Yeah. yeah. Right. Unfortunately, our, our, our listeners don't enjoy that so much. So, <laughs> But butt oh, is okay. Listener, listener feedback. We've enjoyed some of that ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I guess everybody gets some of that, right? Let's talk about podcasting, girls. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys make me wish Florida was more um, ultra slash trail friendly. Talk to Ashley Walsh about that. Yeah, she's down there. Well, she's in Georgia. Yeah, but she didn't Winder. she do that 100 Winder. in um, Florida? Yeah, there's something down Mike, there. Mike Morton's she talked down. about gators. Mike Morton's down there. Mike Morton is a, is a gigantic phenomenal mm-hmm. ultra runner and he lives down in that area and he cl- he states that the uh the humidity is a real real race um training advantage training advantage yeah. for him mm-hmm. thanks scott if you're oh, willing to get out there and run in it right megan yeah <laughs> if you're willing to sacrifice All job, yeah. <laughs> megan's spending too much time inside that's what i'm getting take a note so how do you guys train for an ultra and how is it different from training for your road races if you do them besides the terrain. Well, I'm on a road rage kick right now. I really like road races right now. I'm having a good time with them. Um, and <clears throat> how I train for ultras is I don't train. And <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like now, me. Yeah, I, I, um, I haven't been running for very long, so I've yet to have it really kick me in the butt a whole lot. But I just make sure when I train for ultras, since I don't have a whole lot of time to run in general, uh, 
I make sure to hit all my long runs. So I, if I have a schedule planned out of, okay, my 50K is, you know, eight weeks away and I need to do hit these long runs, I just make sure to hit all those long runs on the weekends. I never skip those. But during the week, it's kind of like whatever I can get in is bonus. I need to, you know, I'm usually pretty good about running on Mondays because, you know, it's the kickoff to the week. But towards the middle of the week, it's harder for me to get miles in just based on my work schedule and school schedule at the time and stuff like that. So I just make sure to hit my weekend runs. And then during the week, it's I don't live super close to trails either. So I do a lot of road running during the week, which actually is really good because the road running gives me speed and it transfers onto the trail really nicely. So I think road running is an important part of training for trail races because it keeps your speed up. And if you just, it's been my experience, it's a personal experience that if I just train on trails, I tend to get slower and more comfortable and not pushing myself as hard as when I'm running on the roads. I think you can get out there, since this is good for conversation, you can get out there on that trail and do some turnover from cool on back. Oh man, you can fly down that trail. So you can find some of that. But I agree with you. Some of the fastest times that I've had and watched other runners, they include some speed work and some of it on track, some 800 800s mm-hmm. out there, so that is a, a good point. I like also the fact you said hit those long runs because that's what I've noticed too. If I can hit my Saturday longs, then whatever happens during the week is is bonus. But mm-hmm. if as long as you hit that real that real you know four to six hour run on Saturday, then you can pretty much bridge anything. Because there is something to be said for time on your feet. I really do believe it. Just being on your feet, like even if you're not getting a whole lot of miles in, just being on your feet and having that achiness after six or seven hours is like, you can't get that anywhere else. Well, and we've talked about this on our podcast that uh, one of the really good training um, opportunities is 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 to run in the evening after a very long day of being on your feet all day and then going out and doing a training run. So you're already worn out and uh, and then you go out and do a training run. 10-hour work day followed by a five-hour run. Yeah. Good, mm. good. That's, that's good medicine. I, I, I will tell you one of the big differences, the way I train for an ultra is I eat. And here's what I mean by that. Um, one of our um, frequent guests on our podcast is our favorite uh, nutritionist. Her name is Sunny Blende. And uh, she is um, attributed the quote that an ultra is a eating and... Now I just lost the quote. An eating event mixed oh, yeah, it's, with... It's, yeah, it's an eating contest with a little bit of scenery um, thrown <laughs> and, in. And some running. And some, uh, She doesn't even say running. I don't she think. doesn't? See, I need to get the quotes get right. Get the quote right, totally. Scott. <laughs> anyway, do you guys edit stuff on your podcast? <laughs> yes, we do. But we're <laughs> leaving everything in this time. As you should, yes. But, 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 but seriously, one of the things, if, if you're doing anything longer than 50K, either a 50 miler or, 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 or longer than that, it's very, very important to be able to get calories in because if you're not getting the calories in, then you bonk and then your race is over. So, uh, you know, learning in a training in a training way what your body can handle and what it can't handle and what it craves and what it can and what you know what what works for you, I think, is very important. Leading into that, what would you say is the biggest difference between running road races and trail races, besides the eating? Uh-huh. The pavement. <laughs> I, I, I well, think the people. Yeah, the pe- you go with people because I, I prefer them to be mad at you and then I'll come up with something. So, go ahead. I was going to say the people for sure. I mean, I 
I still do, and I, I'm just going to put the disclaimer in there. I, I Like I said, I like road races, but the people are just totally different. On the trails, they're much more giving and chatty. Every time I've run a road race, it's like I try talking to people, and people just like kind of look at me like, why are you talking? Like, we have a finish line to get to. Trailers like, <laughs> want an excuse to stop running. <laughs> they want to talk. I, I think that, you know, the, the biggest difference is, and, and maybe why I'm, why I'm attracted to the trail is, well, I don't think I like running. I, I, like, <laughs> I, like, I like traveling. I like traveling by foot long distances. And there happens to be some running involved in it, but there's a lot of uh, hiking on the real steep incline. So the more mountainous, mountainous the race, the more climbing, the more I'm attracted to it. And if you look at a lot of the popular races, they have those profiles that look like big, you know, big EKGs. saws. Yeah, big EKGs. <laughs> and so I, I like to hike and I like to come down the downhill and, and uh, kind of coast and go easy. And then the flats, you just kind of work through. And then next thing you know, you get to hike again. And so I like that mix, and so that's what I like about the, like about the trail. I, I think the biggest difference that I see and the, thing that, the reason why I stick to trails is uh, being out there in nature. I, I don't think there's a morning that I have been out on a training run where I don't stop and look around where I am and just go, you know what, there's not too many people this morning that are going to be able to see that. Mm. Or start a day like that, right? Right. And right. that's even if you're a road runner, it's kinda nice to be out there just, you know, exercising yeah, first but the, thing. The the view of a, a school bus with an exhaust pipe is much different <laughs> than seeing a a river two thousand feet below you in a canyon. True. I have true. to I have to um I have to counter argue that. Oh nice. You like Faith? the school bus with the exhaust pipe? No, no, no. Pipe? <laughs> I run at, I read I like running early in the morning on the road. Uh -huh. There's still wildlife on the road at in, in the urban setting. Yeah. Oh yeah, the bums. I've, no, <laughs> some late night partiers <laughs> rolling in. Skunks rolling by. Exotic <laughs> surprise. Okay. I just I have to play devil's advocate. Come sure on, sure you do. Sure. Well, that's great, Faith. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> you mentioned earlier that you're still running road races. In fact, you're on a um, road race kick right now. Um, but uh, I'm interested in the guys. Are you? Do you guys still run road races? Have, have you lost interest in it since you started doing the the trail running? Well, I, I'm. Uh, I've been invited to help out with uh, as a pacer for our California International Marathon, and it's it's uh, at, a, at a four hour group. And so I'll I'll get with that group with another runner, and and we'll hold a a sign up that says four hours, and we'll hold a steady pace for the 26 miles. So I'll get in some road there, and that will be. You know, there, there are some, some aspects of that that you can't get on the trail. And one is 4,000 people or however many is at your marathon that are all moving in the same direction that you can see a bunch of people behind you and a bunch of people ahead of you. And, and there's people that actually walk down from their houses on the sidewalk and they're clapping on the way through. That's some serious energy and a lot of fun. And, and uh, it's, it's uh, exciting and it's predictable because you know the course and it's going to be pretty flat. and Can't and, get lost. But the thing that worries me the most, what did I say today, Scott War, that worries me the very most about running this marathon? Because I'm a bit apprehensive about one thing in particular. Skunks? No. What? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, not bumps. The option, bathroom mm -hmm. option. Oh, that's right. You, know, you did say that. On the trail, we're just so spoiled. There isn't you know, a spot that you can't make your own. Yep. 
but when, but when you're out on out on the road, it's like that's Mrs. McGillicuddy's front yard. I am not going can, over there. You can get arrested for that. <laughs> a big bush is not an invitation at this point. Especially when you have to hold four hours. You don't have a whole lot of time. Oh man, I'm telling you. So do you drink? Start training. Like on the way to the trail, I'll drink a whole bunch of water. I won't worry about a big burrito the night before. Life is okay, you know. So and, and, worry about and, the trail. And, and, and ladies, the I will tell you. Maybe this is getting a little <laughs> on the edge here, but I have. I As have, we get I older. Have, yeah. I have, <laughs> he's a young lady. I have run with Don where, uh, you know, when he's out training. I've got control and, of your mic, Scott. And, I could turn you off right and, now. And he has perfected <laughs> the Scott. moving. No. The moving. I don't waste a lot of time. No. He doesn't need to stop is what wow. I'm saying. Oh, come on, Scott. I, get, I remember my first trail race. Yeah. And, uh, how watching like the guys just pull off to the side and just do their thing and I was like whoa whoa like what's going on <laughs> I, I remember seeing the first one, my, one of my yeah. first races seeing women do that and right. they weren't ducking behind bushes <laughs> they were they were going right there and just not pulling down their shorts but just kind of moving to one side and just mm-hmm. going right there and standing you could, and you could see it loud and proud yep. letting <laughs> it happen <laughs> loud and proud <laughs> <laughs> how does fueling for an ultra compare to fueling for a half marathon or a marathon do you have to fuel for a half marathon? No. no. I do. Um, let me you, let me, okay, I, I don't want to lose any friends here, but this weekend when I showed up to that half marathon that I ran, um, there was a woman that was wearing, you know, the, the belt, the fuel belt, the belt with the little water bottles that were both filled. One looked to be water, one looked to be, you know, a secret hydration solution. And then she had like six goos strapped mm, to her. Wow. And I'm like, hmm, at that rate, are you taking a goo every two miles? Mm. Like, how does that, how does that work? Like, my stomach hurts just watching her. That's a lot of fuel for a half marathon. Sure is. I don't know about your friend, but maybe for me and Megan, I'll, I'll speak on our behalf. Um, having run a few half marathons, we, we are new to running and very, um, well, we'll just say we're on the slower side, so it probably takes us a lot longer to finish a half marathon than um, maybe someone who's been running longer or running on, you know, ultra marathons. So we need the energy over a certain period of time more than uh, mileage. Well, hang on, Sue and Megan. Let me let me clarify. Um, I, I'm I'm talking for me only. I am not fast at all. In fact, if you put me in a in a half marathon, I I bet you I'd be right in there with with you guys on on pace. Um, so just don't just because you run a lot doesn't mean you're going to get fast. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We can compare times later, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass anybody right now. <laughs> Why don't you tell me what does your fueling strategy look like for a half marathon? Um, I would say it's been a while since I've run one, but I I probably take an energy gel maybe maybe once an hour. Or once every forty-five right. minutes. That's about right for a mar- for a for ultra also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one so thing similar. I'll contribute is that uh, as you do a lot of running and especially distance distance running, and you're out there for four hours or six hours, your body learns how to run with less, it, you know, through the gut, and and it learns to draw from fat stores that you have and just be a, an efficient runner on fewer calories. I think you know taking through the mouth. And I know that to be the case. What I used to do compared to what we're doing now, I, I can I can kind of survive. I, I think the biggest difference is you can get behind in a half marathon or a marathon and and still be okay nutrition wise. Mm-hmm. On ultras, 
if if you get behind, uh, it's detrimental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you may have thirty more miles to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, is the fueling pretty much the same? Is it water and uh, energy gels and Gatorade, or are there is there another element to your fueling, basically? I think that's a very individualized question because um, I noticed for me, since I'm still doing road races, that my stomach behaves differently on the road than it does on the trail. And I don't know if that's dependent on terrain or most likely it's what my heart rate's doing and everybody's got a different level of aerobic capacity, right? So everybody and everybody processes sugar differently. So for me on the road, I can take energy gels and be totally fine. But on the trails, whatever my heart's doing, whatever my stomach is, whatever direction that's going, it can't accept a donation from an energy gel. I, it's just <laughs> different. So if, you, if you're at a road race and then you compare it to a trail race, you'll notice that the aid stations look very different. Let's talk about those aid stations, Faith Goss. What do you typically see on an aid station in an ultra event? Oh, well, well done. <laughs> first, of, first of all, there's not one table. Yeah, there's, it's usually a spread. It's yeah. usually a buffet of two, two to three tables. tables yeah, yep. um, M&M's, uh, potatoes, potato chips. Cheez-Its, yeah, potato chips. Watermelon. Watermelon. Pizza. Mm. Oh, pizza. Strawberries. Grilled, grilled cheese sandwiches. Grilled cheese. Oh, tomato soup. As Western gets, States. As it gets later in the race and you get miles 50, 60 and above, you'll see some mm-hmm. chicken noodle chicken soup. Chicken noodle soup. Mm-hmm. Or some minestrone chicken soup. Chicken noodle soup is, is the food of the gods oh, yeah. for an ultra. Yep. Oreos, which I never understood that. That sounds like a chalky decision. Um, <laughs> ice cream. Yeah. Ice cream. Popsicles and, and, and watermelon. Just good I'm treats. You know, and, and, and different. I'm getting hungry. Coke, yep. you know, sodas Coke, and different oh, things. Thank, right. Thank God to the inventor of Coke. And Insure, um, mm. tr- uh, uh, Tahoe Rim Trail has an aid station where their a particular running club has Insure, and that's when I started learning to drink Insure as do a we, Do we staple. need to explain what Insure is? No, everybody knows. Sue they have Hagen. a lot of old people Sue in Florida. Megan, do you know what you know what? Insure yeah, is? No. I think I think we know what Insure is. It sounds I didn't know like, what Insure was. It sounds like you guys, your aid stations are like a buffet at a party or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah, absolutely. Like in is. the middle of a race. That's awesome. Yep. That's and, awesome. And, but, but the best thing about it, not only it's not the food, but it's the volunteers there. They're, mm-hmm. they're some, some of them are runners that uh, you know, didn't happen to be, that wasn't their race, so they're out there volunteering. You have others that they used to be ultra runners and they're there to give back. And you have some people that are just, that's what they do. They volunteer at aid stations and they take ownership of it yeah. and they're awesome. And I find uh, at road races, the bananas, I just can't wrap my head around bananas. I know, like I said, everybody processes stuff differently, but bananas give me the worst acid reflux. I before, eat bananas. Before a race or before a run? During, I really? eat it. And oh, oranges? Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, like I think bananas. they're a great source of fuel, but I just can't do it. So on a road race, I'm pretty much on my own. I haven't found anything that I can't eat. You know, I have to eat it all. Faith, I've heard you say that before on Trail Runner Nation, and... When you, when I heard you say that, ever since then I haven't been able to eat a banana because oh, I sorry. ate one once before Uh-oh. I went out on a run and I got horrible, suggestion. horrible indigestion. I got side stitches. I'm like, oh, I can't eat bananas anymore. Oh, I'm sorry, I won't mention any other food. I want to ruin it for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what was the most challenging race that you have run and why? I'll, I'll jump in. Um, this is, this, was, is this your race or my race, Scott? What are you going to tell my story? No, I'm going I'm <laughs> to tell my story this <laughs> right. time. I know which one it is. Go ahead. Do you? I, I believe so. Yeah, I'm sure you do. There, there was a race. Um, I, this was the, the first year that 
um, I was racing uh, or started ultra running and all I was doing was 50 K's and I couldn't get enough of them. I was doing a 50 K every month and I was getting a little cocky and this is where the trail gods come in. And, and there was a, a race, um, local race here. It's no longer, they no longer do it. It's called the Rucky Chucky roundabout. And it's a 50 K that goes mostly downhill, uh, for the first half of the race and then uphill, um, the second half of the race. And I was feeling a little, uh, sure of myself and I took off and I knew I was going downhill and I like running downhill um, and and got to the bottom and started on my way back up and everything was going right and all of a sudden things went south and I just started the power hike and and one of the aid stations they weren't able to to uh, have an aid station there instead they just had a bunch of bottled water and I got there and there was no water and I was already out of water <laughs> and so I not only bonked, but I am going into, you know, I, I'm super thirsty. And, and there were points um, where I thought uh, there's uh, somebody's going to have to come get me because this is out in the middle of the wilderness. And there's no way to get in there. Somebody on a horse is going to have to come get me. They're going to have to drop a line from a helicopter or Aww. something. I ended up finishing second to last in that race. And I just got, I mean, they, they were, they were closing down the, 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 the school, which was the, the finish line and everybody was like gone home. I mean, I think everybody, anyway, so that was a, that was a terrible, terrible race and probably one of the most valuable lessons I've ever learned. Isn't that interesting how, I mean, I'm going to tell a similar story in terms of the hardest race I've ever done is like the most important race I've ever done. You just learn so much from those races and mine was um this year it was quicksilver 50k which is a, a semi-local race and um the reason i signed up for it is because the majority of the race is on totally exposed fire roads and i hate fire roads i absolutely hate them so why did you sign up for because it? i knew i had to conquer a mental something mental about it i knew i had to fight the fight let me interrupt here real quick sue and megan if you if you haven't listened enough to trail runner nation podcast you you need to know that Faith is a masochist. She <laughs> she desires to hurt her body in in the most amazing ways possible. So go ahead, Faith. Uh, yeah. So that's a setup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and a compliment. And a compliment. <laughs> yes. It was just a very difficult race, and that's why I signed up for it. And it turned out to be very hot, hot that weekend. And um, so I I went out and I ran the race, and I ended up doing really really well. But I was I was I went through periods of very unhappy states during that race where I thought I was going to quit, but you know, part of it was because I knew I was on fire road. And so, anyways, I finished the race, and um, I want to tell a little story about the finish line. So, first of all, they took like five or six people away via ambulance. It was so hot that weekend, and like I said, this course was totally exposed and dusty and warm. But can we go back to just? fueling and things like that because the end sure, of this race... Sure, you're the race, one that's talking. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to take us back. Are you negotiating? It's my game now. Are you negotiating with yourself, Faith? I guess. So, um, at the finish line of this race, they had prime rib. They had lobster. Ooh. They had... They supplied all the beer for the runners. They had red velvet cake. You name it. Name something. They probably had it. Mm. in and out cheeseburgers. No, they didn't have that. <laughs> Leftover aid station food. Yep, they had that. Good. Yeah. It was it was fantastic. And I, uh, every time I've run a road race, I just kind of like get left out high and dry at the finish line. <laughs> I'm finally hungry and there's nothing there to eat. So this was a, a buffet continued from the aid stations. It was fantastic. So did you, so did you en engorge yourself? 
uh, I had a lot of beer <laughs> and prime rib. So yeah, I guess I didn't. I didn't go with the lobster. Lobster out of in the middle of a you know a national park or whatever is kind of weird. How did you get it there? How fresh is it really? <laughs> yeah, right. How long has it been setting yeah. out? It, isn't it strange that if you get around a group of runners or you're on a run, that the most interesting stories and the ones you want to tell are the ones that are of the most difficult, challenging times. You never talk about, oh, I was feeling like I could run forever. I was light on my feet, and it was the best sensation I've ever had. You're more apt to talk about, and I had cramps, and then my stomach turned, and I had still half the race left. I mean, th those are the stories that we all love to tell and love to hear. And So, that's so tell your story about AC100, right? Is that the one you're going to tell? Well, I, you know, <laughs> He's trying to redirect it. <laughs> And then no, so you, we want to we know your your bad race. Well, which one? You know, you want to you. We'll go for that. We'll <laughs> we'll start with the letter A, and we'll just do one. And so it has to be AC, right? That's Angel's what, that's, that's the one I was thinking of. Is that, Is that what, the one you were thinking of? No, I I have a whole bunch of them in my head, but I'll tell you an <laughs> okay. event from from that. I, in short, I'll, I'll keep this to to twelve seconds. I would. I can't, yeah, right. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> I, I show up to a race completely ill prepared, and, and I, I haven't a hundred mile race. I, I've never run on the course. I, I I go there without a crew, people helping me. I go there without a pacer. I've never set foot on the course. I show up with a car, and my and my I don't have a way to get my car from point A to point B. Never even considered it. Somebody drove it down that I didn't even know. I threw him the keys, and I said, "Yeah, please take it to Pasadena, please." I, I kind of <laughs> need it at the end. I ended up just in such bad shape on that run that I laid down and it, on, a, on an area of climb that should take two hours, they came looking for me. I, would, I had went and, and laid down on the trail physically two different times trying to get the strength to finish that climb. <laughs> it took me four and a half hours to do a two-hour two section. Not easy, but loved, loved talking about it now that I'm through it. <laughs> and you finished it? Oh yeah, I gotta finish it. <laughs> but the part, the, the part that he forgot to tell you too is is at these hundred mile. I didn't forget, Scott. At, the, <laughs> at, the, at these hundred mile events, um, you have drop bags, so you can put together a bag with all of the things that you think that necessities, you need. like light. Yeah, like a headlamp, like um, food, the, the, the kind of food that you know that you like, or or new pair of socks, new shoes. And um, Don gets there, and of course he didn't read the information and he gets there and they've already taken the drop bags to go distribute the drop bags and so he's sitting there with an armful of drop bags and he doesn't have any and, and worse yet I, I read from last year's um, the year before's instruction manual on the pieces that I did read and so all my my drop bags weren't even in the right spot so his headlamp because this was a hundred mile race was in the wrong area. So he gets to the area and it's dark, and he has to bum a headlight, uh, off, a headlamp uh, off of someone else. I turned my iPod off so I'd conserve the light, so I could try to get from one station <laughs> to the use, next. You could use your iPod. That's all I had. That's all I had. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You gotta do what you gotta do. That's a great story. Don't no, I don't. That's like, a great yeah. story. See, that's not something I have to think about. Like having light to see where I'm going during a race. Slow down a little bit. <laughs> Slow down. Only light. All of my races take place in daytime and finish in daytime. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, but I bet you your training runs are at night or, or in the wee hours, aren't they? Uh, I start in the morning, but I wouldn't call them wee hours, you know, before oh. work. But but my training runs are, you know, about an hour long, not four, five, or six. No need for light yet. 
I like I like short training runs. That's refreshing. Sometimes I go out for a run and I'm like, whatever happened to just going out for a walk? I miss that. That's nope. what trail running is, is a walk. <laughs> with a, with some run mixed in. Yeah. So do you guys have any tips for people looking to start running on trails or who may be thinking about trying an ultra? Absolutely. First thing What is, are you waiting for? Yeah, there you go. There's your tip. Get out there and uh, just enjoy it. And the, Meet a trail runner. Go out there to your local, local running community or, or whatever social media outlet that you have and hook up with somebody. And, and trail runners are... Are, are like are like all 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 runners they, they want to help one another enjoy what they enjoy and just hook up with somebody and have them show you the trail so you have some security and I remember in the beginning asking people do you walk this on, on race day do you run this or do you walk it you know it's just so foreign to me I didn't know anything and it was so nice to have some guidance out there and, and it was a new sport and uh, very cool you know I, I'd like to hit on something you said go go find some trail runners and there's a bunch of different avenues that you can go go to your local trail uh, or go to your local trail go to your local running store um, and ask if there are any trail running groups um, if you go to ultrasignup.com that has a uh, the most comprehensive list of all of the the trail ultras that are out there and and then there's other websites if you just type in your city and trail running group you can find Meetup meetup.com I've never done that meetup is amazing meetup.com meetup. mm -hmm. you could is that like match.com except for it's meetup.com okay. <laughs> and not, not not to be you know plug our own website but our website has multiple groups that um, you know depending on where you are there's there's a lot of groups on there of people like in Michigan and England Texas. and places like that that are that have their own running groups and they that's where they meet so I think that's important. Uh, I think another thing is just go go find a race, get in the race, and ironically, the people that run your pace are right around you. And so uh, that's how you. I've met a lot of my running partners, pals, companions, and and folks just from being on the race. And 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 the training is really no different. I mean, you could go out if you're getting in in shape for a for a marathon, or even a half marathon, because there's half uh, marathon trail runs out there. Um, if you want to go the shorter distances, but like Don says, if you just sign up for a race and show up and the gun goes off, you're not alone. Just hook up with some people and start talking to them and say, okay, you know, is there an aid station coming up it, when, at this aid station? What are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? And, and they're more than willing to help you out. And then, you know, volunteer at a race too. Oh, that's oh, yeah. a great one. Faith Goss. Oh, oh thanks. <laughs> volunteer at a race at an aid station and uh even if it's a road race you can ask some people oh yeah have you ever tried trail running before and that's how you got hooked on ultras uh -huh. right yeah that's, that's how, how I, got, I that's how i got hooked on running that's how yeah. i got hooked on western states the 100 yep. mile run is i volunteered at an aid mm -hmm. station i looked at the pain and the agony at mile 78 and i said oh i want to try that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i think all trail runners are a little uh masochistic huh <laughs> yeah they all are <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Faith. Don't let him fool you, Don. This is crazy as I am, and so is Scott. Don's nickname is the Freak. Oh, it is not. Really? Scott's making stuff up all the time. <laughs> now that I know. <laughs> so, how about you guys? What uh, do, you, do you have? You run some trail races. What what uh, type of running do you prefer? And what can we do to motivate you to get out there? <laughs> Um, I've, I've been, um, I've done a few runs on the trails and actually, yeah, I did one 5k on, <laughs> on, on a trail at a, for a trail race, but it kicked my butt. Um, 
hard. <laughs> and it was just a 5K. I'm just don't run not... so fast. You don't yeah, have to run fast. Slow no, down. I, I thought I was starting out slow. It was tough. There's a lot more hills on the trails than yes. on the road. And uh, I'm just not used to it yet. And, and there's ways to approach those. You know, shorten your step and take, you know, like shifting down on a bike. You have to take smaller strides when you're climbing hills and get in a rhythm those are those are some of the things that you or, do. Or, and don't be afraid to take a walk break. That that's too. Used to, you know, one of the one of the um, the the best things that I learned from a guy named Dana Gard and it is not the twenty five five that you're thinking about, Scott, or whatever that was. Is it? I was I was running with a guy that had just tons of experience. You know, twenty hundred mile runs under his belt, and I get invited to go out and run with him. And I thought, what a wonderful learning opportunity. And we're running up and down hills in these canyons, and. All of a sudden, we're going fast downhill. We're going very slow uphill. We're kind of going medium on the flats. And I'm thinking, this guy doesn't know how to hold a pace. You know, <laughs> well, he, he doesn't know anything. What, what am I here trying to learn from him? He doesn't know how to keep steady. And uh, then he told me, because he probably uh, suspected that I wasn't smart enough to see what he was doing. And he said, you need to keep the work even, not your pace. And I thought, wow. And that was, I've, I have used that. Well, I just, it's part of the regular run that I do. I just stay even. The work is even, whether it's uphill, downhill, heart rate's pretty close to the same, and with, you know, with a little variance. But uh, that was just great, great wisdom that he passed on. Yeah, that's great. I try to do that, you know, for road races. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'll get back on the trails sometime, I'm sure. They're not too far from where I live. I'm not doing a lot of running these days. But, uh, Megan, have you done any trail runs down in Florida? Um, sort of, and the fact that they weren't on the road, but our, the terrain here and a lot of the, what they market as trails here aren't very traily. It's just dirt instead of road because we don't have a lot of the typical trees and a lot of the other terrain that more Northern or Western states have. We, we know we're spoiled. We, we, we don't take it for granted and, and we do appreciate where we're at. Yeah, I mean, it comes with our other things too. So, you so know, what the are beach. You, yeah, what are your guys' <laughs> next races that you have coming up? Um, I have no races on the horizon. Um, I'm actually planning to train for my first full marathon next year. Um, what? Yeah, hopefully <laughs> in the fall. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. Which, which which race do you have picked out? Um, well, I was planning on doing uh, a, a small local marathon here called Smutty Nose Rock Fest, but I'm undecided because apparently it's rained for that race the last two years, and I don't know if I want to run it again in the rain. Um, I did the half marathon there as my first. Um, you know, half some marathon. some of those thoroughbred uh, racehorses run best in the rain. Yeah. I guess I'm, but I'm not a thoroughbred racehorse. Like Don? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm undecided, but I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm going to do a full marathon next year. But right Great. now I'm uh, eight and a half months pregnant, so my racing oh. days are coming to a close for now. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's not mine. I don't want to get into the whole thing right now, but oh. uh, I'm a surrogate. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So, Megan, maybe uh, you can talk about your upcoming race. Um, I have a couple of 5Ks planned because that's kind of what we're going on now. But my next bigger race will be a half marathon here in St. Pete. And it's the one I did for my first half last year. And I'll be doing it again, hoping to better my time. Redemption runs. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. And it's a it's a really beautiful course for our area and it's a women's race. So it's the people are a lot nicer than some of the road races <laughs> you get. Do, 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 do you ever have any men like uh, bomb Bandit. the race? Bandit the race? We have. Well, ours is open for men to register. They just don't as often. But oh, okay. I've heard of that before, though. <laughs> I'm just glad that ours lets men register so they don't have to feel like they can't. Yeah. We have a half half marathon coming up in November that's all women and one lucky man. So they choose the the one man that gets to race by lottery. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's a nice that's twist. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm doing an all women's run um uh, a week. It's the week it's the week after my wedding. Oh wow. I'm doing a um I'm doing a the Nike women's half marathon and it's in San Francisco and it's awesome <gasps> because you get a Tiffany's necklace at the end. Wow. That's- that's one of my dream races. But... Oh, yeah. You got to come out. It's gorgeous. Enter the lottery, and when you get in, let me know, and I'll uh, show you San Francisco. It's amazing. I'm going to have to try it on my uh, teacher's salary. I'll work on saving up for San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it. Um, they they upped the race entry fee this year, and I, it was, I was astonished. It's a very expensive half marathon. Um, I could buy a Tiffany's necklace, and it would be cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> You are um, buying the Tiffany's yeah, necklace. I am buying yeah. the Tiffany's necklace and something, you know, whatever. But um, it's an awesome race. I've been fortunate enough to get in three years in a row with um, my roommates from college and who are coincidentally my bridesmaids. So we're just continuing the party and going to go to San Francisco and run that half uh, in a week. Nice. That sounds yeah. like fun. And what yep. about you guys, Scott and Don? What are your next races? Oh, you know, uh, we had a pretty busy race season, uh, you know, this spring and summer. And I think on the calendar is uh, we're going to pace a a good friend of ours, uh, Tim Smith, who takes care of the website here at Trail Runner Nation for his first 100 coming up here in in, uh, locally called Rio del Lago 100. So we'll be pacing there. And then rim to rim to rim, uh, a trip on uh, at uh, Grand Canyon with uh, a guest from from England. From England. That's That's a regular guest here on Trail Runner Nation that has just been... Just uh, amazingly fantastic to to meet and virtually and uh, physically we'll meet at the uh, one of the rims of the Grand Canyon and and make the trip. So that's that's next for us, I think, uh, and then get ready for next season. And and, and it's nice it's nice just to, it's nice to run without a race on the calendar. Sometimes it's just nice to to run because you love it, and there's other times you're running because you have a goal and you have yep. work in front of you. So you can't always always be chasing a race, in my opinion. And it's nice to just run for joy and not for for your personal best and personal record. You don't find that you lose motivation if you don't have a race coming out. There there are times yeah. that you need to plug in a race so that you can get your behind out of bed. There are other times that it's it's kind of nice just to go out and say we don't have to work as hard as we do mm-hmm. to get ready for a race. So there's there's joy in both both ways and and variety is good so i I kind of like uh having a real season and an off season right right that's kind of my take on it and it keeps you healthy if you're always pushing all the time you're going to break down well either mentally or uh physically something's going to go a knee or or just something so we need we need to back off a little bit and and run for run for pleasure too so how can people find out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry about my puppy. About your show and find out more about you guys. Well, they need to listen to this podcast because you you you've asked us more than most people probably know about us on our on our own podcast because we're busy talking right. to other people. <laughs> but if they want to know about our podcast, they would go to trailrunnernation.com. That's our website, and the community meets there. It's kind of a, a trailhead of sorts to 
to uh, log in, become a member there. We're on iTunes and also other venues. Fa- Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, at We Are Nation is our face is our Twitter. Twitter at We Are Nation, and then Facebook is whatever it is, right? What Facebook.com or something. <laughs> and, and if you have specific if you have specific questions, you can always go to uh, TrailRunnerNation.com and leave a comment, and the, the emails come to us, and we're pretty good at. Answering those emails, so. But I'm gonna put a senseless plug in for my Facebook page. Yeah, would you think? <laughs> there's a Facebook, not my personal page, but there's a Facebook page for me because I get so many Facebook friend requests. Oh, that it's just man. I can't. Well, no, I mean not in like a snotty way. It's just I can't address all of them. You know, ladies, this is so. this is how bad it is. She when, when <laughs> oh, she please, first when she first your when she first started Trail Runner Nation with us, she'd come in and we'd get ready to start a podcast, and she would say. God, if, do you guys get like 50 requests a week to be friends on Facebook? And Don and I look at, at each other and we're thinking, I, I got one this week. <laughs> the liars. Yeah, she, she, she's yeah. in demand. Yeah, she's huh. quite popular. We, we, uh, we're, just, we're just here to, uh, as a foundation so that she can shine. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Ouch. We never on the podcast, so please. I think she cre- creates a demand by... Um, not being on the show as often as you guys, so Ooh, her listeners, they, her people listeners get sick of us. Talk to her. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a golden nugget, right? I need to, I need to be more active on my page. So Facebook friend me on my page. Did you say what it was? What is your page? Because uh, I'm not. I think I'm, it's just Faith Goss Trail Runner Nation. I because I'm not your friend there, am I? I don't, I don't know. Did I you like either. my page? Uh, I haven't yet. I because I That's didn't. That's offensive. I'm sorry. I'll get on it. <laughs> if if you want to talk to Faith directly, it's faith.goss at trailrunnernation.com. Mm-hmm. That's true. Go. I don't ever get fa- I don't ever get email love. I want email love. I'll respond to email love. <laughs> yeah. Shameless plug. Email me. <laughs> I'll email you, Faith. <laughs> okay, great. Oh, I look forward to it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us on the show tonight. We've learned a lot about trail running, I think, and heard some great stories. So thanks thanks for joining us and uh look forward to hearing more from you guys on Trail Runner Nation. Thanks Thank so you very much. much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. That was uh, it was a lot of fun. All right. Up next, we have Runner Girl Recommends. All right, Megan, what is your recommend this week? My recommend is based on the fact that I did something totally new I've never done before. And I recommend everybody get a sports massage. It was really good. <laughs> it was comfortable. As long as you don't get a weird, creepy guy like I did. You'll be oh, really no. good. Oh, no. It was really weird. We wanted to talk the whole time, but about weird stuff. Like And what? politics. Our politics didn't match at all. And he made fun of me for being a feminist. And he told me to go <sighs> make him a sandwich. And How are you supposed to relax while somebody's talking politics? He you're told you to make him a sandwich? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Like you're getting massaged while your blood pressure is going through the roof. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe you're telling me this stuff. And then he's like, he called, it was supposed to be just like a normal relaxation thing, but he made fun of my relaxation massage. Like he's too good to do normal relaxation massages because they're boring. He called them fluff and buffs. <gasps> yeah, it was. I, I don't feel like this is. No, this is not reminiscent of normal sports massages. No, I know. I was going to ask you, 
how does a sports massage compare to a regular massage? Because I've had a regular massage. I haven't had a sports massage. But I don't feel like this is going to be a good comparison. <laughs> well. Because <laughs> it's probably not how most sports massages would go. Yeah. this was In normal sports massages, it's people who are generally used to working with people who work out mm -hmm. or run. And so they know a lot of the spots that hurt the most sure. or trouble and they know how to work with muscles that are constantly drained or tense or tight because you use them a lot in vigorous ways. Sure. Jeff's given me massages before on days when I've run and it's like felt so much better afterward. Yeah. I think maybe it helps clear the lactic acid or something like that. Yeah, um, that's what I hear too. So I can imagine a sports massage Ugh, it's so hard for me to say that word. I imagine a sports massage would be um, really nice, but I, I can't imagine it would be with that guy. Yeah. No. It's nice, too, because if you have somebody at home who does it for you, sometimes they're a little wimpy if you like pressure because it's you and they don't want to hurt you. <laughs> and if Jeff. you say, oh, see, Brad is like that. He hears me say, ow, and he's like, oh, are you okay? And I'm like, no, it's a good owl. You can keep going. But he worries about it. So to have somebody who doesn't care if I say owl because they know that it's a good owl, mm -hmm. sometimes is a nice change. Yeah, I could see that. If you like pressure, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know. For me, it's like, Jeff doesn't know how strong he is, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. like I'm a wimp. <laughs> I, I like a lighter touch. Not, you know, I, I get in there, get into the muscle, but don't be bruising me, <laughs> I guess. And you can look for your local places near you and that way all the listeners can hopefully find somebody. And I was really put off by the price. I never got a massage because I was worried, but the one I did was like $30, $35 for an hour, which oh, wow. can be expensive for some people, but I was thinking it was like $80. So to hear a $35, I'm at least a little bit more open to it. Mm. I just assumed expensive. From my experience with massages, generally they do tend to be a little higher than, than that price, but maybe you get what you pay for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not cool. Uh, I would say something to that guy's boss because how can you expect somebody to relax when you're talking politics? Even if you're on the same page, you're you're going to find something that you agree on that gets you angry sometimes. So oh, yeah. Best part too, he called me dude and man the whole time. <laughs> man, dude. See that wouldn't bother me, but I could see that it would bother you. I thought he called me ma'am at first. I'm like, please don't call me ma'am. I'm not old enough to be ma'am. He's like, why would I call you that? That's weird, man. I'm like, okay. So that was, it was just very interesting. Okay. And he was only a year older than me. He was younger than Brad. So it was just very, I don't know, interesting. Okay. But exercise your own and go get a good sports massage. And if you find a weird person, don't go to them. Yeah. Try to find somebody that's recommended by somebody else, maybe. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> yeah. Read reviews. All right. My recommend this week is uh, coolrunning.com. 
and I imagine most people who have been running for a while probably know about this website. It is a great site to find um, race results, and Luna agrees. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I like it because if I can't find on a race's website where they post the results or if I don't know or if I'm not following them on Facebook, um, usually I can find the results on coolrunning.com. I haven't yet found it, my results for the past, the last race that I ran, but um, it's possible they ha just haven't been posted yet. But I'd say if you are someone who really is concerned about your official time, like I tend to be, definitely check out coolrunning.com because uh, that's a great place to find pretty much any race result. I think I don't think that there's a single race that I've run that hasn't posted the results on there. That's my recommend. Katie, what is your recommend this week? My recommend is actually kind of uh, a twofer. Um, I know I've mentioned the Starbucks app before. It's a really convenient way to keep your gift card loaded, and if you run with your phone, then that way you always have it on you. But they also offer you free downloads. Like if you ever go into a Starbucks, you know how you see the card by the cash register that's usually like the app of the week or the free download of the week? Sure. They mm -hmm. do the same thing through the app, and it's sent to you automatically with your redemption code. Oh, nice. So this week, their free download is Runtastic Pro. Now, I had used Runtastic, just the free version before, um, and it, it seemed like it had a lot of really useful options, but of course, they're not all unlocked when you just have the free version. Well, now you can download Runtastic Pro for free through the Starbucks app by either downloading the Starbucks app or going into your local Starbucks and picking up the free app of the week download card with your iTunes redemption code on it. And I've just played around with it because unfortunately, like I mentioned, I wasn't able to get in a run this week. But it looks really, really cool. They've done a lot of upgrades, um, reconfiguring, making it a little more iOS 7 friendly. So um, check it out if you're looking for a new app to run with. Keep track of your miles, voice feedback, all that good stuff. Runtastic Pro. Very cool. I think I have that one, actually, but I don't know if I've used it. Probably not, because I tend to download oh. running apps and then not use them, because I always <laughs> use RunMeter. Um, and then RunMeter actually just got a new upgrade, too, probably to go with iOS 7. It looks completely different. I haven't used it yet because I just had that one race and I used the Garmin for that. So yeah, if I end up hating the new run meter, maybe I'll try out Runjastic Pro. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. And this week's Runner Girl is Mei Lin. And you may remember her. She was on a earlier listener show that we had when she was talking about running... I think it was her first half marathon. And Maylin says, uh, oh, Maylin's run that she was uh, posting about on Daily Mile was the Smutty Nose Half Marathon, which you may remember I ran as my first half marathon last year. But this isn't about me. Um, Maylin says, could not be happier with a 14-minute PR in my second half. Just a great day. And um, I just wanted to share that because I, I just think that's such a great 
improvement and it sounds like she was really happy with her race and I was actually kind of sad a little bit because um, a bunch of my Daily Mile friends were running Smutty Nose Half Marathon this year and, and I wasn't there. Obviously I'm not in shape to run a half marathon right now but I feel like people are running my race without me. <laughs> um, but I'm really happy to hear that Maylin had a great run. And I know that uh, my friend Kim ran it as well, and she also ran a PR. And uh, my Daily Mile friend Danielle ran also. And I think there's probably a couple others who I don't remember right now. But one thing that I did hear was that it rained again this year. And uh, it rained last year. <laughs> and so I'm kind of reconsidering my decision to run Smutty Nose as my first full marathon next year. <laughs> Haven't quite decided if I want to do that. And, and and if I, I'm sure that if I don't, it will end up being a beautiful day. <laughs> of course, um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know. So congrats, Maylin, on your great PR and a great race. And congrats to everybody who ran Smutty Nose half marathon this year without me. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, we have Weekly Scavenger Hunt. And as mentioned at the top of the show, this week's scavenger hunt list is running shoes, a school bus, a church, colder weather gear, and a pumpkin. And I'm kind of find some humor in this now because we were just talking with... Um, the hosts of Trail Runner Nation, and they were talking about running behind the exhaust of a school bus, and that's oh. on our <laughs> list. So, I guess we're assuming that people aren't on trail runs, so maybe we should come up with some scavenger hunt items later that are more likely to be found on a trail. What do you think, girls? That sure. sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, if you would like to participate in our scavenger hunt list, look for any of those items and take a photo and you can email your photos to runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com or you can post to Instagram or our new Twitter account at runnergirlsshow with hashtags runnergirlsphoto or runnergirlsscavengerhunt. We'll collect all the scavenger hunt photos and share them on an album on our website. Up next we have feedback. Our first bit of feedback comes in the form of a comment left on our blog at runnergirlspodcast.com from Freya. Hello, Megan, Katie, and Sue. I've been listening for your podcast a season behind on my long runs since I began training for my first marathon last summer. Last Sunday, I ran the Berlin Marathon without stopping. Yay! (laughs) One month after my 18th birthday. I've only been running 21 months, and so I'm no professional, but I just wanted to say thank you for all the motivating and fun podcasts that helped me through my boring long run. I even listened to season two between miles two and 16. I'm still buzzing from the experience and have signed up for the Edinburgh Marathon. Thanks, ladies. Lots of love from England. Wow. First of all, congratulations, Freya. That's awesome. You've only been running for 21 months, and you already have a marathon under your belt. I know two ladies that are probably jealous. Me? I'm just congratulatory. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It sounds like she might have more than one marathon, because she said she was training for her first marathon last summer. So does she mean last year last summer? And then last Sunday, she ran the Berlin Marathon. Well, she sounds like since I began training for my first marathon last summer. Hmm. So maybe that was this past summer, and then she ran it in October. That would make sense, too. Four months worth of running, five months worth. (laughs) 
of training. But that's that's awesome. That's great that uh, yes. she's uh, motivated by us and has signed up for e- Edinburgh. I'm glad that you read that, Katie, because I would have totally mispronounced that. <laughs> uh, thanks for the feedback, Freya, and, and good job on your marathons. Holy cow. All right. Up next, we have an email from Anne from Toronto, and she says, Hello, Katie, Sue, and Megan. I am enjoying your podcast. I run in Toronto, Canada, and here are my pictures of a police cruiser and changing leaves. And we will link to those on Twitter. Thank you for your fun podcast. I feel like I'm running with friends when I run with you. So that's really sweet. Yeah, it's nice to hear because we feel like we're, well, I at least feel like we're friends when we talk and are friends. And oh, we are friends. Well, that came out all wrong. <laughs> I, if I would listen to the show, it would be very nice to run with my friends as I listen to them. Even though we're miles away. You could listen to the show while you run. <laughs> but that would be really weird because I did the show. I don't know if I could do that. I always listen to the show, but that's because I uh, just want to make sure that I didn't screw up on the editing. <laughs> and I actually didn't listen to last week's show yet, so I'm really hoping I didn't. <laughs> Our last feedback is an email from Sarah in Pittsburgh, and she says... Hi ladies, just finished listening to episode 9 on my 12 mile long run this morning, so I apologize if this has already been answered, but to Megan's question about a turkey trot in Greensboro on Thanksgiving, there actually is one, greensborogobbler.com. I'm living in Pittsburgh and will also be in Greensboro area for Thanksgiving to visit my family, so I'll probably be running this. My sister runs it every year and always has a lot of fun. Anyways, thanks for the great podcast, it always makes my long runs go by much more quickly. Well, thank you, Sarah, for informing me about the Greensboro Gobbler because I'm pretty excited and I'm sure about 95% that as long as I am visiting my parents in North Carolina that that's the race I'm going to do because it is affordable and it's in a nice area and it's pretty close by to where they live. And it's called the Gobbler. Yeah, that was cool too. And thank you for listening to us on your long runs. Absolutely. So thank you for the feedback tonight. Uh, just a little reminder, we have one spot left for our listener show next week on October 14th. So if you'd like to join us and tell us about a recent race experience or your training for an upcoming race, uh, you could send us an email at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you on. So that's it for tonight. Katie, do you have a quote for us? I do. It has taken me many years and many runs to realize that it's not the clothing that makes the girl. It's not the speed at which she runs. It's not how little or how much body fat she has, and it's not the garments she wears or the running shoes she buys. It's not? (laughs) Surprisingly, no. (laughs) What makes a girl a runner are the thoughts inside her. Does she think she is a runner? Well, then, she is. And that's by Dorothy Beale. Oh, I like that one. I liked it, too, because I think we're so easily caught up in, you know, all the cool new stuff or maybe comparing ourselves or our mile times to other people, especially when we're trying to get better, right? But uh-huh. what's most important is the competition within ourselves and, and getting out there and getting it done. Couldn't have said it better myself. Very nice, Katie. Thanks.
That's it for episode 12 of season three. Join us next week when we'll be talking with you on our listener show. If you have any comments, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast or tweet to us at runnergirlshow on Twitter. All episodes will be available at runnergirlspodcast.com and on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.